When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Totten's Tom. Welcome to the Totten's Tom podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. My name is Tanner Staggs, and joining me, as always, my brother Tyler Staggs. Tyler, go ahead and tell everyone how they can support the show. Guys, it's really simple. Go check out the merch. All you have to do is go to Titans dash time dot my shopify dot com slash collections slash all check out our hoodies t-shirts long sleeve shirts stickers phone cases all kinds of stuff those hoodies would come in handy right now because it's been cold the last couple of days and also if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast whether it be on stitcher spotify apple podcast whatever platform it is make sure you're following the podcast Leave us that five-star rating. Leave us some comments, questions. You're going to hear me say this a lot, but we love that interaction. We, I mean, we, we try and build this show off of our fans and get their takes, everything. I mean, we even have a segment later in the show for our game previews called the TTP Fan Takes. So, guys, we really appreciate that interaction. If you're watching on YouTube, scroll down. That subscribe button, if it's red, click it. Turn it gray. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a video. If you like the video, leave a like on the video. It helps us out a lot. Share the video with your family, friends, other football fans, Texans fans. Y'all, y'all have the ability to talk some trash after the last time these teams played. So come on, check this video out. Talk your trash because it's not going to be happening after this game. And leave us some comments. Let us know how you think this game's going to go. Also, make sure you're following us on social media. On Twitter, it's Titans underscore Tom. On Instagram, Titans Tom Podcast. And on Facebook, Titans Tom. All right, so obviously, Titans coming up on their last regular season game. And with... A lot lot at stake. Yeah, a lot at stake. They could... I mean, they really, you know, hold their destiny in their own hands. Like, they could win and be the number one seed or... They could throw it all away against the Texans and end up anywhere from the two to the four seed. Yeah. So all they got to do here is beat the Texans. I mean, I know it was hard for them earlier in the season, but you're getting healthier now, and it should be a pretty easy task. Should be. The Texans have not been great this year, but any given Sunday. Uh, all you have to do is go take care of business. I yeah. mean, it's simple as that. Don't beat yourselves like you did the last time you played the team. So, speaking of that, let's look at the injury report and see if they're going to be in bad shape coming into this game. A little um, bit longer injury report than <laughs> the week before. but Yeah, um, but only two players uh, were ruled out as of Friday. Uh, recording this on Saturday, uh, so probably won't hear much else until before the game. Right. Um, Naquan Jones out and Sierra Tart out. That's kind of a big hit at you know, one position there with yeah, those two and guys. The, the middle of our line. 
Yeah. So. Um, but I, I think that's something that they can make up for with guys like Bud Dupree, obviously, being well, healthy. You, you have Pico, who's played pretty well. He does good against the run, but he doesn't necessarily have the pass rush ability that, that you might get from Naquan or Tart. And, and, I mean, that's kind of fine. But you need a guy in there that can play against the run because I think at this point they, they have guys that can, you know, get after the quarterback. And so they kind of, with Tier Tart and Naquan both being out, they need somebody that can be in there and help well, know, with and the run a little bit. Our line, our pass rush has been deeper for the most part this year. So you can move guys around on that line. You have Jeffrey Simmons who you can put in the middle of the line there and bring in, you know, Altry on the outside of him and still have Dupree and Landry and Ola out there. I mean, you have guys where you can move this around and make it okay on downs where you pretty much know it's going to be a run down. Put Pico out there then. Maybe give Simmons a little rest if he needs it. So th- there's ways that they can work this around. Yeah, so they have plenty of talent there. I- I'm not really concerned about that. And no one is listed as questionable. So that's pretty much it for the injury report on their well, side. And had a lot of people that, even though they may have been out a day or limited a day, ended up finishing the week full participants in right. practice. Yeah. Um. So for the Texans, they have a couple guys that are questionable. The wide receiver, Chris Conley. Wide receiver, Chris Moore. Uh, and the tight end, Jordan Aikens. Uh, obviously, Deshaun Watson is listed as out on their injury report. Been like that all season. Um, so you think they're actually going to get rid of him next it's little, year? It's a little bit weird. But, I, you know, I don't know. Um, I feel like it's probably the best move for him at this point is to just, you know, start with a get, clean slate. Get what you can. <laughs> yeah. And, and But anyways, uh, I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, there's there's one name not on that list. And as you said, we're recording this on Saturday. There's been some speculation, a lot of different opinions on this. You asked me a question to end the last episode that we have. If I thought King Henry would be activated for this game, I want to dive into that a little bit because, I mean, the King... Oh, my gosh. No, hey, he's back. He's back at practice, had a good week of practice, and... He's looking good from what everyone's saying. And, you know, when you asked me that question, you said just give yes or no. We'll expand on it in the next episode. I said no. But our good buddy Rossi, he has a source on the inside there. He's broken several reports that have come true. And he broke this report the other day. And this came from his Derrick Henry source. King Henry told Rossi's source that he was told that they kind of wanted him to rest some more. And he said, I ain't here to rest. I'm here to play. Don't come at me with that shit. So going off of that, Henry wants to be out there. He, he Not saying he wants to be out there the whole game, but he wants to get out there and get a couple of live reps in against a defense that's actually trying to hit him. I personally think it's important for him to do that. I think that, and and this is something that I've said, you know, dating back to just a couple of weeks after he originally got injured, and then we were like, okay, the timeline could be, you know, between like week 18 and the first week of the playoffs, and I'm like, it would be nice to have him get out there 
and get a couple of in-game reps before we get into the playoffs because you don't want him knocking that rust off in a playoff game. In the first half of a playoff game, right? essentially, because a lot of people are saying, I know T.A., he's wanting Henry out there. Uh, Rossi, they talked about it on Rossi's show. They're saying, you know, give him 10 to 15 snaps. I mean, that's not doing his normal workload. You know, if you go on the lower side of the 10, you know, it just it gets him back out there, lets him get a couple of hits, let it lets him get back to that game speed. I don't know if you've seen the videos of him from practice, the one day that they got to practice outside. Not a lot. But, you you know, we've always talked about how he gets stronger as the season goes along. He looks well-rested, as he should, and he actually looks quicker, <laughs> I feel like, which is scary. I'm going to go a step further than those guys because, I mean, you know, 15 to, to 20 snaps, I mean – you know, that's not just a ton of play, depending on if those snaps end up being, you know, if he actually gets the ball in those snaps, whatever. I'm going to say 10 to 12 reps, 10 to 12 touches to at least, you know, try to make a play and get hit, get back used to the feeling of getting hit and, you know, take a couple bumps and bruises, maybe take one to the house, who knows, get back to that look, feeling of look, taking one to the end zone. With Henry against the Texans, that's always possible. It only <laughs> takes one. Like, say you put him out there first play of the game, he breaks it for a long run, set him down yeah, <laughs> at that yeah. point. Like, don't he, – he, he's good. <laughs> yeah. But I know I've seen some other people make some comments, which here's the thing. It's a different type of injury because they talked about, you know, the turf there in Houston. They talked about how Dupree and Luan, when they came back from their injuries playing on the turf, kind of had a negative reaction with their – injury and had them out another had them out a week they tore their acls so completely different type of injury from something with you know your bone in your foot but you also do have to kind of look at it from the aspect of okay do we want to put him out there yet possibly you know him have a negative reaction just a little bit to where you know maybe he's not able to practice as much the next week but if you put him out there, say that were to happen, but you win, you have that week break to let him rest up. And I'm like you. You know, I said no the other day. That information from Rossi kind of, it, it changes my mind because you know if Derrick Henry wants to be out there, he's going up to Vrabel and he's like, dude, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you put me out there. I, I I'm a competitor. I want to be out there. You know from all the doctors, you know I'm in good shape. L- let's go. Let me let me get those reps in. And not only do I think it's important that Henry, you know, gets a chance to go out there and get a couple of reps before the playoffs. The Titans need to be pulling out all stops to win this game and secure that number 1 seed because that is extremely important. And I'll talk about that more when we get to the stat chat, but it's extremely important that they get the number one seat and get that first round by. Well, and another thing you add in, think about how, you know, just from having Henry back at practice, all the guys on the Titans team are ecstatic right now. If you put him, if you activate him for this game and put him out there, 
the energy level for this team is just going to go through the roof because they have their leader back. And I'm, you know what? I'm like everyone else. I want to see him activated. Give him, I, I think you said a pretty good number there, not just, which I think that's what everyone else was kind of meaning when they said 10 to 15 snaps. They were meaning 10 to 15 of him actually running the ball. But, yes, give him 10 to 15 active reps where he's touching the ball, running the ball, getting hit, maybe even catching the ball. You know, just a way where he's touching the ball, getting hit, and possibly taking one to the house. Right. Uh, And, I mean, just him being out there is, like, that's going to open up the passing game. That's going to open up so many things because, I mean, and this is the reason I was saying – 10 to 12 reps, probably a lot more snaps than that because you don't even really need him to do a ton. If you run it with him 10 to 12 times and then you have him out there for a handful of other snaps, 10, 15 more snaps on top of that where he's basically just opening up the passing game. I mean, he's making the defense respect him even though he's been out for several weeks. So you put him out there for the first offensive snap. Are the Texans really going to say, okay, we're not going to load the box. This dude's coming back from injury. No, he's earned the respect of the Texans are probably fixing to load that box up to try and stop him because they're going to expect him to get it. And then you hit him with play action first play, A.J. Brown or Julio down the field. I mean, just like you said, that respect factor on him. And, you know, we've hit on Henry quite a bit here. Need to kind of switch to talking about a little bit more about just the game in general. We know they're probably going to be, I think they're facing David Mills this time instead of Tyrod Taylor. So don't really have to worry about as much quarterback getting out of the pocket, hurting us with his legs. Another change for this game, we now have Zach Cunningham. And you know this game, it's meaning a lot to him. He's even said, you know, it would mean a lot if we could lock up the number one seed by beating my former team yeah and and he's been playing well so I mean I think that's you know important that we have that little bit extra there in the middle of the defense and I mean he's just Davis Mills is is like I like him as a young quarterback he's not going to beat you by himself Cunningham he, he, can be, see it, he can see over the O-line just because of how long his neck is. <laughs> Cunningham is definitely going to help out against the run. So he's going to – I mean, we have that little extra, I guess, presence that can help stop the run. And, I mean, obviously we have these guys, Jeffrey Simmons, um, Danico Autry, like these guys in the middle there. I don't think that the Texans, who – I mean, I don't personally think they've been great running the ball well, again, all year – don't think they're going to run it all over us, especially not with a, you know, they don't have Tyrod Taylor, like you said. I don't think, anyways, he's going to be playing. Right. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Mills from everything I've been seeing. And like I mentioned, the Texans, they didn't really beat us last time. We, well, here's we the thing. The ourselves. only way that they were able to get anything going offensively is if – Tyrod Taylor was able to make something happen with his feet. Well, and we gave him short field because we would have turnovers on our side of the field. Yeah, and so you're not going to have the quarterback running all over the place. I I don't think they're going to be able to get anything going with the running back. Davis Mills, not going to beat you through the air. I think this is a completely different game than last time. So, 
all the Titans got to do is take care of the ball, I feel like, and they're in good shape. And I believe they're going to do that because you're not going to have the factor of, you know, it was pouring down rain and Tannehill was with was really without his any of his big-name guys. I mean, you think about it, you had Des Fitzpatrick in there who a couple of times, you know, they've pretty much said he ran the wrong route. And that's what led to a couple of Tannehill interceptions. So when you factor in things like that, that's going to take away that. I don't see Chester Rogers having a brain fart again and letting the, you know, punt hit him and then the Texans recovering deep in our territory. Like, that's, this is going to be, I feel like, a much cleaner game for the Titans. They're going to take care of the ball. You're going to have Julio and AJ out there, or at least you should because Julio's back this week. He's been activated from the sickness list says that he feels good, and not to mention, like we said, if you throw the king out there for Things are going to start bit. to look familiar for Tannehill <laughs> at this point. I don't even want to say necessarily familiar because what's familiar for him at this point in the season is having Nobody. nothing. <laughs> so, But things are start, going to start to, I guess, be more comfortable for him. Well, He's going to be like, okay, it, I'm not used to this. I got, I got something to work with here. Well, you look at how much it impacted the offense when A.J. Brown come back. Just getting that guy back made a huge difference for Tannehill and opened things up for him more. Now, you have him out there. You have Julio out there. If you get Henry back, you get to see something that you that we haven't seen really that much at all this season of this three-headed monster that we were talking about before the season. How are teams going to stop this? You know, A.J. Brown's even commenting on it on how you know, we really haven't had this three-headed monster together. Yeah. So it's just, it makes me happy for the playoffs to know we should have all these guys back together and just go take care of business against this bad Texans team. Lock up this number one seed, get that bye week, and make the playoffs go through Nashville to try and get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's kind of fitting that the Titans are really just, I guess, coming to, like, they have, like, what we've been talking about all season long, like you just said. I mean, they're basically hitting their stride, it seems like, right now. I mean, this is probably the best we have seen this offense as far as the weapons that they have out there if Henry happens to go out and play all season. Okay, so, and the defense has kind of found themselves. They did that, you know, sort of during that stretch of time that the offense was so banged up. So we know what this defense is bringing now. We just need to see all of the things that we've been talking about with the offense, the three-headed monster, how are people going to stop? We need to see all of that come together, see one full game of them playing both sides of the ball the way that this team can and things are going to be looking good for the playoffs. Oh, they will. And I just want to throw this out there to you. You know, not trying, not looking past this game, but we know the Titans are going to, we know they're going to be in the playoffs. Either way, they won the AFC South. They're in the playoffs. They have the advantage of there is not much film out there of this three-headed monster together. You know, they really get to unleash this in the playoffs. Teams aren't going to know what's what to really expect because, as we said, we haven't 
seen all these guys together that much. So, Do the Titans even know what to expect? I mean, how many times have these guys been together at practice even? That's what I'm saying. Not like, a lot of the season. Well, you think about it. When you have your top guys out and everything, it can knock your – sometimes it can knock your playbook down yeah. a little bit. Now you get all three of them back, all three of them healthy. You open up that playbook and it's like – that's a that's a great point because Todd Downing is a guy that we let's just say it we haven't liked him all season, and Look, I'll say this: his first drive play calls, like what he comes out with there, and sometimes even the entire first half, I'm like, dude, the the script that he has to start the game. I'm, yeah, I, I think uh, Tyler Rowland with uh, Locked On Titans mentions this a lot. He's like. Whenever Downing sits down and writes out that script on how he's starting the game, as soon as he gets done, he needs to tear it out, crumble it up, and throw it away and just go to what he does in the second half. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. But this could be important. That was a great point that you made because we might actually see now if that's true and he's able to add a bunch of different plays into the mix now, we might see that he actually has some tricks up his sleeve and he's just been like, well, gosh, I can't run this with these guys, you know? And also, another thing, just the combination of Henry and Foreman. I mean, you think about it. As a defense, you're used to, with the Titans, they have Henry, this guy who he's just going to hit you all game long. And then whenever he would come out, you would have McNichols come in. And he's a guy who's not really going to punish you as much. He's, you know, their pass catcher. He's can be uh, I'm trying to think of the word he, he can get away from you you know just and pick up extra yards but now you have Henry he comes out there he's running it down your throat he has to come out for a play and you're like okay we're not going to have another bruising back hitting us and then you look back there and you see Foreman who is like a Henry Jr. <laughs> and he's going to be coming up and doing the same thing to you the defenses are going to be wore out by the time the fourth quarter gets here. Imagine this, okay? So you know that the Titans like to put Derrick Henry at quarterback sometimes once they get into a goal line position. Oh, I think okay. I know where you're going with this. And imagine, they ran this with Foreman a couple times. Imagine Derrick Henry in the Wildcat at quarterback with Foreman to his left. A.J. Brown to his right comes in motion. And now Derrick Henry has a triple option. He can... <laughs> Catch the ball, and you know the little pitch that the quarterbacks do. It counts as a pass to right. the receiver that's coming in motion. Little shovel pass. Pitch to AJ Brown in motion on a sweep. Hand off to De- Deontay Foreman, or keep it and run and have, behind AJ Brown well, as a lead blocker. Run behind AJ or run behind Foreman. Either one. <laughs> uh, it's literally the perfect goal line play. I, I, I like where your uh, mind is there because those are three guys who can fight for those extra yards. Absolutely. So perfect goal line play. If Todd Downing doesn't have that somewhere in the mix, he needs to. <laughs> and I think that's a great time. And well, and right quick, I want to say this before we hop okay. into okay. that segment because obviously we're going to expand a little bit more, give our keys to the game, bold predictions, score predictions a little bit later. But are you as worried, knowing that the Titans lost to the Texans last time, do you have any concerns about playing this team this time? Um, so I think 
if if you'll remember the last game, I was I was concerned before the last game. Um, because you said it would be the most like Titan thing to do to yeah, yeah. lose to the so, Texans. Or you said that you thought that they would drop one to I, the Texans. Yeah. And so I was originally thinking, okay, it would be the most absolute Titans thing to do for them to get to week 18 and drop the game to the Texans. But then with the way things were looking um, at the time, I was like, well, this one kind of looks perfect, you know. But I'm not worried about this one at all because – I mean, things are just trending in the right direction for the Titans. And the Texans at this point don't really have anything to go. There's no benefit to winning this game. You need a higher draft pick. Well, you want me me to tell you what their benefit is? They want to try and ruin things for the Titans. Yeah, and and they want to sweep the Titans, obviously. So there is that. And I don't even know what they're playing for as far as a draft pick. I don't know how far they could potentially go up or if they win, how far they could go down. Um, but if there's any incentive, you know, that they could move up in the draft order, like that is should be the most important thing. Because they need some talent from the draft. Right. Well, I'm just going to put it as the Titans need to go take care of business. And now what you were trying to get into a minute ago, it's time to get into our best bets segment presented by DraftKings. Yeah, and you can still take advantage of the hockey promo that we mentioned in the last episode. It's an absolute no-brainer. As I mentioned last time, all you got to do is bet on a goal to be scored, and that is literally inevitable in a hockey game because if nobody scores, they're going to go to a shootout, and someone is going to score, and someone is going to win that game before they leave the ice. So... New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. If the sportsbook is not available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. All you have to do is use promo code TPPN. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, new customers, go take advantage of that. Use that promo code one more time. It's TPPN. And win you some free bets. And, you know, as we always say, this is not betting advice. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly. I had it wrote down here somewhere. I think I'm like 13 for 24 and you're like six i'm six of 24 24. um and general information for this titans and texans game the titans are favored by 10 and the over and under on points is 42 okay well that helps me out a little bit because i picked mine out um on i guess thursday and the uh, the total was higher than that. It was at 43. Well, this is as of this morning. I, I just looked this morning. Perfect. So, uh, so I'm going to go with over 42. I originally had over 43, but if I haven't locked that in yet. So I'm going to go with over 42. And then also I'm going to go I with A.J. Brown. <laughs> there, there's a If you go under weekly specials <laughs> on the game, A.J. Brown over half a touchdown, which if he scores, you're good. 
and Harold Landry, one or more sacks, and both of those combined, plus 475 on the odds. That's great to take advantage of. <laughs> I hate you so much because I got on there this morning. I looked at that weekly special. See, I, I and, got it there because I had that picked out on Thursday. And I was like, that's a no-brainer, I feel like. <laughs> like I, I'll put it this way. As soon as I seen it, I immediately went and put money down on it. Because I, I trust it that much. Harold Landry's just having an amazing year. And AJ, there's always a very good chance for him to either catch one and get those yards after catch and score, or you'll just be down in the red zone and come down with a catch. Uh, well, I guess it's a good thing I wrote four down instead of just two because... And that's why I always go first. <laughs> oh, I wanted so I bad. Need, I need the help, though, because I'm well, way behind. I, I looked over, and I seen your notes, and I I really wanted to jump in before you said that one and claim it for myself because I'm telling you, usually the weekly special, it's one that I look at, and I'm like, uh, I, I don't know about yeah. that one like it's kind of iffy but as soon as i seen that one and seen plus 475 i was like you gotta be kidding me yeah. <laughs> like so okay the two that i'm gonna go with we talked about mills running this offense talked about how good the titans defense is playing and i mean i think they've only allowed one passing touchdown in like the last four games i'm gonna go with mills over a half interception Odds are minus 150 on that. And then the other one that I'm going to go with is, I think this is finally the week it's going to happen since he got robbed earlier in the year. Julio Jones, anytime touchdown score, the odds are plus 280. All right, I like that. Um, I'm glad I, I'm glad I got mine locked in because I'm, I'm <laughs> confident about that. Oh, I... I bet you are, because like I said, as soon as I seen it, I was like, I'm really hoping Tanner did not go to the weekly special and see this. <laughs> All right, and now it's time for the stat chat for this week. Um, so, I said earlier that it was important for the Titans to get the number one seed and get that first first round bye, um, and, and this is why. This is why I think that. So, these stats don't include, like – the past couple of years of the playoffs. So three years ago, some stats were posted on Reddit by a user that had done some analysis on whether or not there was like how much of an advantage there was rather to having a bye week in the playoffs. And of course, back then there were two teams from each conference that had a bye week. Now there's just one. And I'm going to go through these percentages and then I'm going to tell you why I think it's even more important now to have it. So, the percentage of teams, the percentage of teams that made the Super Bowl for each corresponding seed are as follows: one seed, fifty-four percent; two seed, twenty-five percent; three seed, four percent; four seed, thirteen percent; five seed, two percent; and six seed, four percent. Now, the reason that the four seed is so high is because in the past, which was like the late mid to late nineties. And even before that, there were only three, uh, the way it was set up, there were only like three teams that got in by winning their division. And then the four seed was like the best team that didn't win a division. So like there could have been a team from those three divisions 
that was good but didn't you know win because obviously maybe the one seed was in that division so that's why like that team could sometimes be better than the the three seed and obviously the five seed and six and seed obviously as well. there's not really any information on the seventh seed yeah right there's now. in this in these statistics anyways um so a team with a bye is 7.3 times more likely to make the Super Bowl than a team without. And this is where I think now it's going to become more important to get that by. There's only one team from each conference. So only one team now, instead of two, has that advantage of having that bye week. And, I mean, obviously there's, you know, several different reasons why this having that bye week, you know, gives you an advantage in getting to the Super Bowl. The most important one is there's one less game you have to win. You only have to win two games to get to the Super Bowl and then obviously three games to win. But to get to the Super Bowl is what we're talking about here. And you only have to win two, and those two are at home. Winning two, yeah, they're at home. Winning two, your odds are so much better than having to go and win three games in a row. Doesn't matter what the matchups are. All day long, two games is better than having to play three. And then, obviously, also, you have the extra rest. It's just, statistically, it is way better to have that first round by. So, the Titans, they have to do everything they can to win this game, get the one seed. I know people in the past have sometimes been like, you know, oh, well, like, say, for the Ravens, for example, a couple of years ago, well, the bye, the bye messed them up. You know, they were they had that week, and then they weren't ready to play. Sometimes it's just better for a team to, you know, play through right. and, and, you know, keep going, keep that momentum going. I was even like that at one point a couple of years ago, but I don't think that's true. I think it's always better to have the bye if you can. Yeah, I, I think it's good to get that extra rest, especially this year with how many injuries this Titans team has had, you know, and even lingering injuries throughout the year you give these guys that bye week where they can rest up get healthy you know you have an extra week for possibly for the king to rest up be raring to go I mean it just it makes a huge difference for those teams and I want to ask you right quick if and this kind of relating to this because talking about the one seed in the bye if the Titans go in, win in Houston, given how many injuries and everything else they've had this year, you know, my mind's been made up a couple weeks ago. Do you think Mike Vrabel should win coach of the year? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like he's done an awesome job this year. Uh, and, and there's just and, so much that he's had to, like, overcome, and he's still in a position here to win the one seed. And just to give some information there, I think he's still, like, fourth best odds yeah. for winning. So, and that's just crazy to me given what all's happened with this team, how many injuries they've had to overcome and how he still has them in position to get this one seed. So, yeah. I I, th- I think he should win it uh, especially if they go out and win tomorrow. I agree. Now, it's time to get into our quick hitters and we always start those off with our TTP fan takes. Mentioned these earlier in the show. If you're watching on YouTube or listening to the audio version of the podcast, you need to go find us, especially on Twitter and Facebook, because before we record these game previews, we put a tweet or a Facebook post out there asking for your score and bold predictions for 
the upcoming games. And you, you, you have a chance to be featured on the show if you do that. And this may actually be the longest list that we have had so far this season. So starting it off with some people from Facebook, brother-in-law Thomas Peterson, score prediction 34-17 with the Titans winning. Bold prediction, the Titans defense gets four sacks, two interceptions, and a fumble recovery. Then you have friend of the show, Drake. He commented on Facebook, score 28-17 to with the Titans winning. Bold prediction, A.J. Brown 125 yards and two touchdowns. Eric Hynight on Facebook, score prediction 24-10 Titans. Bold predictions, Titans force a fumble and the Titans throw an interception. Now, jumping over to Twitter, my amazing wife Carrie, go give her a follow at CarrieLiz94. Score prediction, 24-15 Titans winning. Texan, bold prediction, Texans lose two fumbles and the Titans sack Mills twice. At first she said Taylor or Mills, and of course now we know Mills is going to be the starter. Then Chester Taylor from Twitter, f- go follow him, at Trilogy79, score prediction 31-10 to 10, Titans. Bold prediction, and I'm guessing this is combined, not three each. He says, Simmons and Landry, three sacks in partial action. No fourth quarter snaps for those guys because he thinks the game is going to be too far out of hand at that point and the Titans are going to be resting them. Then Paul from Twitter, go follow him at Paul381-269-70. Score prediction, 34-10, Titans winning. Then Marvin from Twitter, go follow him at Marvin. NNRC score prediction 31 17 Titans winning he says that this game will be a blowout until the starters leave the game and the Texans will score late touchdowns to bring that score closer then I mean got got to flip a page here play action Titan on Twitter and go follow them at play action Titan score prediction 31 to 3 Titans says it's going to be a revenge of Cunningham game. I I think Cunningham's going to go out with a chip on his shoulder and really be trying to get back at his old team. Then Brad Duff from Twitter, go follow him at Brad Duff9. Score prediction 27 10 Titans. And then I don't know if I even want to say friend of the show anymore. I mean, I guess technically he still is. But Jacob Patterson. He he commented on the tweet and said that we know it, everybody knows it, the Texans win by two on a walk-off field goal. And my only question for him was, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he said that the Titans play better on the road. I said, well, this game's in Houston. <laughs> so, And he said, I meant in the playoffs. So, you know, it... That's something interesting to think about as well. But that is all the fan takes from this week. Now we can get into our keys of the game, our keys to the game. Well, I'm going to take the the low-hanging fruit here. The Titans need to take care of the ball. (laughs) Well, you know, even if it is low-hanging fruit and even if we have the same answer, 
That's the biggest thing. I mean, it, it that's really all is, you have to do to it, win this. Game. I mean, it's it's so obvious, but you have to state it because the reason. I mean, you think about it, if they take care of the ball in that first game where they play the Texans, we're possibly talking about them already having the one seed locked up. Right. So all you have to do go into this game and take care of the ball. We know Tyrod Taylor's not playing, so you don't have to worry really about containing the quarterback anymore because that was something with the first time they played. We knew that Taylor could run. We knew that if you don't contain him in the pocket, you let him get out and run, he can make plays with his legs. You don't have to worry about that with Mills. So just focus on what you can do, take care of the ball, and this game should be easy. Yeah. Um. As for my bold prediction, I say the Texans will fail to force a turnover. The Titans will force two. Okay. And then score prediction, Um, I'm actually going to change mine up a little bit. I'm going to say 31 to 13 Titans. 31 to 13. Which does hit my over that I said from best bets because that would be <laughs> 44 points. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I figured you would tie that in somehow there. Um, bold prediction. I'm going to say that Cunningham forces, you know, he doesn't have to be the one to necessarily recover it, recover it or anything, but Cunningham is going to force or help force three total turnovers in this game, whether that be him forcing a fumble or him, even if he recovers one or if he tips a pass and someone else picks it off. I think he's going to be responsible for three turnovers this game. And score prediction, I'm going to, you know, a lot of people have been throwing it around, and it's just a number that's been sticking out to me as well. I think 31 to, I'm going to say 31 to 9. 31 to 9. I don't think the Titans, I don't think they allow a Texans touchdown. I think they hold them to strictly field goals. Or they allow a touchdown and a safety. Let's hope not. <laughs> I would rather it just be three field goals. All right, well, do you have anything else uh, uh, to add in? Uh, I don't believe so. Well, thanks for listening. Hope you all enjoyed the show. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up.